0: The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny Sistina, and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today.
1: I need help getting out of my student loan debt. I'm so
0: debt. worried. How am I going to afford taking care of When's my parents? When's a good
1: time to get into the market? I'm really
0: not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I
1: wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when
0: I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits, envision your long-term goals, and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina & Company are on deck to show you the way.
1: Welcome to Managing to be Wealthy. This is your host, Stephen Lucan, and you're listening to your weekly financial planning radio show. Over the last uh, 20 years where I've been a financial planner, one of the biggest changes I believe has, has happened or what I've witnessed when it comes to the consumer is the attention to health insurance. And that's what we're going to talk about today, bringing in a guest today, a health insurance expert, to just give a little bit of background on health insurance, health insurance options, how it could impact your financial plan, and maybe a little bit uh, peek into the future and what may come, uh, even with the election. So when we get into that, you know, we'll we'll give you some uh, insight. And, uh, you know, I'd like to bring in Mike Gateri. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and the company? Yeah, so uh,
2: I've been with Health Markets now for uh, 19 years. Uh, actually just celebrated my 19 year and I hate using the word celebrate because I started on September 11th. I remember you told me that yeah. So that was literally my start date. Uh you know, started out of the Detroit office, uh, moved down here about 10 years ago uh, and have been working with clients out of the Columbus area for the last 10 years. Uh So at Health Markets, uh, we work with health insurance, life insurance, disability, long-term care, Medicare, and we work with over 150 different carriers. So, yeah, we help people find the best plans for themselves. For
1: them based on their situation. Correct. Yeah. So would you agree with my comments, a lot of changes in the last 20 years?
2: I I tell you what, I feel like the industry does a complete 180 every single year, and certainly with this being an election year, it's going to be no different. Okay. It'll definitely be different going into next year as well.
1: Right. And, you know... What I really believe, my my personal belief, and you can disagree with me or not, and that's fine. Um, I think the when it comes to health insurance, my concern is that it is too often it's tied to the workplace versus being personally insured. For sure, you agree with that, yes. And and people, what I hear about the refute is, well, it's a group policy. I said, aren't isn't the entire country a group? Absolutely. I mean, it very well should be. Right. And But why not? What What is your opinion as to why we are so tied to the workplace when it comes to health insurance?
2: Well, what's funny is before the 1950s, it actually wasn't. Uh, in, the, in the 1950s with the, the, the uh, unions and things like that, that's really when it became tied to uh, the workplace. And, you know, I don't know why it is. Um, at the end of the day, it, it, it certainly handcuffs people, you know, when they want to move from job to job or if they want to become self-employed or, uh, you know, if they want to retire. It seems like that is the biggest hurdle for people and, you know, really don't understand why that is. But, boy, it would make life a lot easier if, you know, you weren't so afraid to to move jobs or or to switch to a different employer because of the insurance.
1: Right. And that was one of the things I, I my wife and I, we talked about. I said, I, whatever it takes, I'm going to try to be self and we're going to try to be self-insured all the way through, not get tied to any group policy because I don't want to be handcuffed by any you know, employer, any, any association, whatever it may be, I don't want to be handcuffed by it for that decision. For sure. And I actually heard a story a, a few weeks ago, someone who is working uh, group health insurance, they were switching providers, he gets diagnosed with a form of cancer, and the new insurer says, we're not covering it. Wow. Right, and they're, they're dealing with that battle now. Even I as think, a group plan. Right, but I think it was settled, but nonetheless, here's a guy having to go through cancer treatments, Wondering if he's insured, the company he works for, it's a small shop, they're obviously dedicated to him as a person, right? Sure. Not just an employee, but more of a person, and they're worried about him. They're worried, right? So they're in the middle, too. And what's more important here, the, the, the job or the company that you serve your clients or now you have to worry about? An an insurance policy issue
2: for sure. And and if you're a smaller company and you have one person who has these medical conditions, what's it going to do to your rates? I mean, there's so many moving components that come into it. And it's it's a shame how that becomes such a major factor.
1: Right. So good. I'm glad I'm on the right track there when it comes to personal insurance versus group insurance, do you think it's getting more more and more like that or you don't see much change as far as the group insurance policies and coverage? So
2: what, what's interesting is the groups are starting to incorporate what are called MIWAs, and that stands for Multiple Employer Wellness Arrangements. Okay. And what they're now doing is they're taking multiple companies and pooling them together in order to get large a, buying power.
1: crater pool. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: the, the positive and negative with that, though, is these MIWAs are underwritten. Which means if you're a healthy group, you're going to get great rates. But if you're an unhealthy group, you're going to, in lack of a better way of describing, you're going to be penalized wow. for that. And so, it's a double-edged sword. The healthy groups are loving these Miwas while the unhealthy groups are are kind of left behind because of it.
1: And then, and then, it, you know, you're going to hear the the. Point and counterpoint to—is it a form of discrimination and stuff like that? And, and I don't want to even get into that, but I'm sure that's coming down the road. Then,
2: oh, 100 percent, right? But I mean, at the end of the day, all insurance is really that way. You know, your auto insurance—if you're a bad driver—is going to be higher. or Your homeowners insurance—if you live in a high-risk area—is going to be higher. So, you know, is it—is it discriminatory or is it just—you know—the insurance pri- company it, right, looking it's at private, the risk? Right. Yeah. If
1: I'm a skydiver, they won't insure me for a life insurance. Exactly. Right. They ask you that on the application. So you got to basically—it is about insurability and risks um, and offsetting risks. so uh, what what about people who uh, may have unfortunately gone through a a loss of their job how do they go about the you know Cobra or go and can they buy private insurance
2: so there's a number of different ways they can go about getting their coverage first and foremost Cobra is only for people who have more than 20 employees at their employer so if it's someone who works for a small company say two or three employees they may not even have Cobra as an option um, but if they do have Cobra as an option, you know, that certainly is, is one safety net for you that'll get you through typically 18 months uh, unless there's some unique situation. Um, but outside of that, you, you can go to the open market. And there's a couple different ways that they can do that. Uh, there's actually what are called short-term plans, mm-hmm. uh, which are designed to be for less than 12 months here in the state of Ohio. And you can get that plan to, you know, bridge the gap, if you will. You know, they're they're more catastrophic by nature. They're not going to cover your wellness visits. They're not going to cover, you know, every you know, nickel and dime that you're going to have out of pocket. But if you need something big to, to gap you through from, you know, one employer to the next... Oftentimes, these short-term plans are going to be about a third of the cost of what Cobra would be.
1: Right, so it's beneficial if you're if you're strapped with having Cobra coverage, you should at least look into other options. Correct. Yeah. So, how does how do, if they don't know about your company or what you do, is it a simple Google search to say, hey, health insurance? How does how does one go about finding?
2: Yeah. Uh, certainly, they can you know go out there and Google you know health insurance in the city that they live in. Uh, health Markets is a nationwide organization. We've got about 3,000 agents across the country. And so if you have a Health Markets agent in your city, they will come up on Google. Uh, you can just go to healthmarkets.com and type in your zip code, and you'd be able to find an agent. Um, so there's a number of different ways to, to find right. us. Um, you know, obviously, I've got my own personal website, and, and people can reach out to me at healthmarketscolumbus.com. Excellent. And that'd be a way to get a, a hold of me directly. Um, I think one of the biggest things I always like telling people, because for whatever reason, this is something that most people don't realize, you don't pay for my
1: services. You don't pay
2: for me. Right. You know, the rate you pay. That was the first
1: question I asked you, I believe. (laughs) What am I paying you? Right. You're you're like, it's all inclusive. Yeah. So
2: if you go directly through the insurance company and you decide to do it on your own, you're going to pay the exact same rate as if you have a professional do it for you. And
1: that's the benefit, right? And that's what we talk about with financial planning. As a financial planner, we're the generalist, right? You go to your generalist, your doctor, and if you need that specialist, in this case you, for the insurance side of things, bring in that specialist somebody who can help coach you through your decision making process and find the right kind of insurance for your situation and that's that's the benefit of it and that's and to know that you're whether whether they buy it on the open exchange or through you, it's the same cost to the consumers. That's fantastic. Exactly. I think that's great. Is that part of the, was part of the Affordable Care Act? Or how, did that, how did that come into play?
2: Well, so we, we've actually been doing this long before the Affordable Care Act. So health markets has been around since the 1980s. Um, you know, again, I've been around with health markets since 2001, and the Affordable Care Act didn't really go into effect until January 1 of 2014. Right. Uh, and so, yes, we've been doing it, uh, you know, without fees uh, long before the ACA. But we certainly, uh, you know, can help people with that uh, no charge. And, again, we work with all the carriers, all the plans, like you said, and so we can match them up with the right plan. We do all the legwork. We do all the research to make sure that every single year you're in the best plan as the industries change.
1: That's great. So, you know, for the listeners out there, again, if you're in the gap where you need some form of health insurance or know someone who might be using COBRA, find, might look at alternatives, alternatives that's out there for you. Well, we're coming up on a break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into the health insurance industry, health insurance coverage. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.
0: You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes.
1: Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy. This is your host, Stephen Lucan, and today we're talking health insurance and actually all insurances. We might go, go into uh, disability and other forms of insurance, but we, today we have health insurance or insurance specialist, Mike Kateri on the show with us today. And uh, Mike, in the first segment, we talked a little bit about COBRA and people who may have lost their jobs and there's alternatives out there. So don't just go with what is given to you. Sometimes that's the easy road, but do a little bit of homework for the consumers out there and there there are options available. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about short-term health insurance. And that's something when, how I found you is I was searching for health insurance options and uh, got in touch with you and started asking some questions. I thought it was a very, very interesting uh, concept and policy, but let's dig into what short-term health insurance is.
2: Yeah, so short-term is is really in a lot of ways was intended to be a bridge from one insurance policy to another, Uh, but given the market today, a lot of people are finding it as a somewhat permanent solution uh, because they don't want to go through the marketplace and deal with Obamacare, or it's just Obamacare is not the best fit for them. And so short-term plans, again, in the state of Ohio are 12 months in duration. Uh, and so if, if you line it up right and you get it to work appropriately and you have your short-term plan start January 1, it'll bridge you through, through, the, through December 31st. Um, so short-term plans are going to cover the catastrophic things. They're going to cover the hospitalizations. They're going to cover the surgeries. They're going to cover the big stuff. They're not going to cover preventative care. They're not going to cover your doctor office visits for the most part. Um, They will cover prescription drugs once you hit deductibles, things like that. And so the way that I really get people to think about the short-term plans is they're like your auto insurance. Your auto insurance isn't going to cover your oil change. It's not going to cover your tire rotation. It's not going to cover the maintenance of your vehicle, but it covers if something goes wrong. Now, here's the other thing with the short-term plan is they do not cover pre-existing conditions right okay and so you need to go back and think about your medical history if you if you have asthma if you have depression if you're a diabetic these short-term plans are not intended to cover those things just like your auto insurance wouldn't cover if you got into an accident weeks before buying the plan right and so as long as you know and understand that your short-term plan will cover anything that goes wrong with you from today going forward they, they will be a great alternative to an ACA plan. And so because they don't cover the preventative care, because they don't cover the pre existing conditions, they're oftentimes significantly less expensive, half or sometimes less than half of the cost of other individual
1: plans. Right. And that was one of the things we were looking at is I was going through the affordable uh, on the exchange and affordable through the Obamacare. And I wasn't happy with the premiums. Uh, my wife and I, I still to this day, God bless, I, have, I don't have to go to the doctor much. Right, very rarely. Let's keep it that uh, way. Right, let's keep it that way. We're both very healthy. And that's when I started to dig into this. And we had we always jacked up the deductibles anyway for that very reason. So the deductibles re- actually were about the same, but the premiums were significantly lower. Yeah. Lower. And I, I try to tell people this if you have no pre existing conditions and you're one of those people that rarely or never go to the doctor, this is might be your, your uh key to success when it comes to uh, health insurance.
2: For sure. And it, it, I mean, if we're just honest about it, you know, insurance companies are multi-billion dollar organizations. For a reason. And they're yeah. that way for a reason. Yeah. They, they they like to pre- prey on people's fear and, and get you to over-insure yourself. And if we start insuring ourselves just for the big stuff that we can't afford to pay for out-of-pocket, as yeah, is, is inconvenient as it is, I can pay for a doctor office visit out-of-pocket. Right. I can pay for a prescription out-of-pocket. I may not want to, but if I pay for those things out-of-pocket, I'm going to be rewarded with significantly lower monthly premiums. And then just do the math. At the end of the year, you're probably going to wind up ahead of the game because
1: of all those premiums you saved. Right, and if you stash away those that difference in premiums maybe into an HSA it, it enhances, right? Your dollar goes a little bit further. You keep more. Correct. Right? It's not what you make. It's what you keep at the end of the day, and that's where you could keep a little bit more. Now, you mentioned Ohio is uh, year-to-year, so it's a 12-month. It's state-regulated, these
2: short-term plans? Correct, yeah. Some, some states, like Michigan, it's six months. Uh, there's other states where you can do up to three years.
1: Six months? Yeah. That doesn't sound good, because if you get sick five months in correct you're in trouble because the exchange is annual january right? correct which is exactly Whoa.
2: that's exactly why we try to do the short-term plans to start january 1 to, to get so that they you through end, right. right when you're potentially having to switch to a marketplace plan if something popped up but yeah in these states where it's only six months like michigan if you buy it january 1 come july 1 you've got to renew let's cross our fingers that you don't need that plan for a pre-existing condition at that point because
1: now you're not going to be able to renew that's a roll of the dice so so the example would be is is for me so if i i have my short term plan now all of a sudden i get sick call it let's call it a form of cancer my short term plan will ride out through the end of the year and then they're going to say sorry thank you very much for being with us but you need to move on to the exchange correct and, and that's fine because they don't discriminate on pre-existing conditions exactly. right so which is fine that's so, the way it should be
2: so instead of always paying the high premiums of the ACA you get a year multiple years however many you know years you you stay healthy you're able to stay on those less expensive plans right. until you then really need to go to really need
1: and then so so Michigan that's that's dangerous isn't that oh for and, sure uh, how, how do you even coach people through this? Honestly, that's you, risk. Huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. you
2: you really have to let someone know that they're you know taking a chance when they do that, and you know I'll be honest, up there it's 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 tough to. To, to do something like that because most people just don't want to have that level of risk.
1: Is there any talk on extent? Can it be extended? Is it gets through state legislature uh, to extend it.
2: Yeah, uh, the president signed something uh, back in February of this year saying that we could go to three year plans, and so many of the states have gone to three year plans. Oh, really? We just need to get okay. the Department of Insurance here in Ohio to sign ah. off on that, and so it is very much in the state's hands to take that two three years. How do we petition this? You just got to well, we go to the got, Department of Insurance. Got to grease
1: somebody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully someone. <laughs> Out there knows the
2: Department of Insurance and right. can reach out and make wow. that happen.
1: But that would that would be great, you know, a three-year coverage and and get you a little bit of rest. One year goes by pretty quick, right? Oh, for sure, right? And I'm sure you're swamped from November through uh, you know Thanksgiving to New Year's. You're probably busy as a bee.
2: Twelve-hour days, seven right. days a week.
1: <laughs> so, what'd you do this summer? I tried to take some time off to <laughs> right. relax because I knew battery. it was coming. Right, right so okay so short term i think we covered anything else with the short term
2: no uh again just keep in mind that it doesn't cover the preventative care and the pre-existing conditions yeah, oftentimes you, you explain that to someone when they buy the policy and a couple months in sometimes people forget and so you, you want to make sure that you're aware that you know for the duration
1: of that policy there's no pre-existing condition or preventative care coverage and the applicant puts any pre-existing conditions on the application correct
2: uh they do but, but even they, if even if they selectively forget to right. list that pre-existing condition because some people do think they can pull the wool over the insurance company's eyes uh, they they do a an exam or not an exam they 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 pull medical records right and they will know whatever medications you've gotten filled whatever pre-existing conditions
1: are there so they will find it even if you don't disclose it is there one main database is that how you know are you familiar with that is there one main database that they yeah, can there, tap into. There, there
2: there's one database that they use for health insurance, for life insurance. You know, all the organizations use this one entity, and uh, they have a list of all the prescriptions, all the medical conditions. They know if you've ever been declined for health insurance. They know if you've ever been rated for health insurance. So, just off your uh, date of birth and your social security number, they know everything they need to know about you.
1: When do, when does somebody need to start to look into this short term? If they it's something that's start at now or thanksgiving for 2021 what is the best
2: i would say give it a good 60 days ahead of time yeah. um because you know by the time you you pick a plan you meet with an advisor you, you you have a chance to fill out paperwork you get your cards in the mail all that sort of thing it, it goes by quick and so having a good 60 days ahead of time is you know the right timeline to to make sure that everything happens appropriately um you know just like everything else uh, people have a tendency to wait and you know when we wait we we don't necessarily have as many time slots to meet people. we're under a crunch we have to make decisions quickly
1: and, and that's not always in someone's best interest and you, they can do that through healthmarkets.com and then search fields zip code and Correct. And, and then meet with an advisor and, and getting that right kind of insurance. well that's that's certainly very helpful and something again, I, I've been a very appreciative of uh, the last few years going on the short-term policy because it's been very beneficial. Again, the difference in premiums. We're able to put that difference in premiums into an HSA, bank it, and it's a home run.
2: And then it's your money.
1: You it's can your save money. Save it for retirement. It never goes away. And when you do have a bad year, you can weather that storm. Tap into it. Great. Well, coming up on another break, and when we come back. We're going to continue the conversation regarding health insurance. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. <laughs> Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan. If you're inter- interested in learning more about John E. Sestina and Company and Managing to Be Wealthy, you can visit our website at managingtobewealthy.com or give us a call at 614-326-3077. Today, we're talking a little bit about health insurance. Uh, health insurance specialist, Mike Terry is with me. Uh, first couple segments, we talked about short-term health insurance where the industry is today. And I'd like to go into a little bit, Mike, with the uh, subsidies, uh, something people are, people, especially for people who are retiring pre-Medicare years, right? They're very concerned about, okay, what, how do I bridge the gap? And insurance can be very, very expensive if they have to go through the exchange. But there is opportunity for subsidies even outside of, in, in, based on income limitation, correct?
2: For sure. Yeah, I, I would absolutely say that the health insurance component of it is is probably the biggest thing that prevents people from retiring because the fear of right. what it's going to cost and the income there uh, the, the income number for someone can play a huge role in regards to what they pay for their health insurance uh, so subsidies are, are managing those subsidies and, and getting the right amount uh, can can play a, a big factor in regards to all this.
1: Right. And, and it's not about, and people take it as a negative, but it really is to provide people, hey, you know what? If you aren't working pre-Medicare years, there is opportunity there to, if if you have your income thresholds. And do you know offhand the the, the number we have to get to?
2: Yeah. For a, for a single person, if they don't have any dependence on their tax return, it's about 47000 uh, for a two-person household, it's about sixty-seven thousand. For a three-person household, it's about eighty-six, and for a four-person household, it's right around a hundred thousand. So
1: it applies to the, for the dependents as well, then. Correct. Right. Okay. So, and it is based on the modified adjusted gross income, correct? correct. Not the, uh, the traditional adjusted gross income, but rather the MAGI, modified adjusted gross income. Correct. Okay. Now, is uh, if someone, so you basically this is where if you can take advantage of an HSA, tax deductibility, right? Above the line deductions, this helps you get your modified adjusting gross income lower, correct?
2: Absolutely. So HSAs, IRAs, anything like that, that can bring down that number can play a huge, huge role. And, and just, you know, a brief uh, example or two of that. Uh, I had a customer who was in their early 60s, you know, was looking to retire, uh, said that they were going to have an income of about 70000 And because they were above the $67,000 for the threshold, they wouldn't have qualified for a subsidy. But we coached them, we talked them through it, said, hey, contribute to an HSA. You know, contribute $3,000, and that'll bring you down to that $67,000. By them putting $3,000 into their own savings account, so they're not losing that money. uh, By them saving that $3,000 into an HSA, they now got $12,000 a year from the government in subsidies. So... I mean, what what a great way. If if you put three thousand dollars into a savings account, and you're rewarded by getting twelve thousand dollars a year from the government was just such a great way to be able to allow them to retire because that was a thousand dollars a month that right. we reduced their insurance costs. That was the difference between them being able to retire and not.
1: And and right, it's it's out of pocket money and and again, this is where the coordinating with having the health insurance expert, a CPA, financial, having these, a financial planner, having these people all in your, on your team to coordinate it and to make sure that you're in line. Now, the other side of it too, is it is, you can sign up, but what happens if you don't hit that number? Like you can say, Hey, my income will be this. How does, how do they figure this out at at the end of the day?
2: Yeah. So it it is a forecast. So when we start doing 2021 enrollments here in November, on November one, we will be forecasting 2021 income. And it won't be until you file your 2021 taxes, which will be April of 2022, that it'll all settle up. And if you make the income that you estimated, everything will be fine. If you make less than what you estimated, you'll get additional money from the government... But if you make more, you will owe that money back. In the form of taxes? You'll, yes, because yeah. it's basically a tax credit that you're receiving, oh, gotcha. so you would owe it back into your taxes. So as an example, that customer who estimated 67000 if they forget to put into their HSA and they wind up at seventy they would have owed all of that $12,000 back it
1: triggers it. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's thresholds too, though, right? You can get a partial subsidy. It's not like a hundred percent subsidy only if the income is at a certain level, correct?
2: Well, you can take all of the subsidy. If you want, you can take a partial subsidy. If you don't know, how, if you're not very confident in your hitting of that number, you can say, well, I only want part of my subsidy. And then at the end of the year, when I settle up, I'll get that difference back the credit and, back. Yeah. So okay. you don't have to take 100% of the subsidy that you're eligible for. You know, most people do because they need that uh, premium to be low enough to be yeah. able to be manageable. On it's the a
1: promissory agreement, yeah. right, when you're signing up for that. So I, I always thought that was interesting. And so, again, tax planning is a critical piece. Um, and is there any, any factors past, uh, you know, for future income for, you know, um, if you get subsidies for 2020, is there an inflationary number? Has it been going up year over year like yep. for 21 and 22 and so forth? Correct.
2: Yeah, it goes off of the um, federal poverty level. And okay. so the number is 400% of the federal poverty level is, is where that uh, that baseline is drawn. And so every single year, the federal poverty level goes up. So 400%, of course, of the federal poverty level increases accordingly.
1: Okay. Um, want to move over to uh, faith-based shared plans and stuff like that? I know you're a big fan of those. Yeah, th- those are uh, <laughs> You those got are a good something. smile on your face, yeah. right? So
2: f- for those that are not familiar, if, if you've heard, well, I we don't want to mention any company names. Right. But uh, yes, there, there are faith-based organizations out there there. Um and they basically act as their own insurance company. Uh they, they pool people together. Uh they they collect premiums from people on a monthly basis. They they like to not call it premiums because it's technically not an insurance plan. Okay. Uh, so, you know, they just basically pool people's money together and, you know, that's how they pay Bills. the claims that come in. Yeah. And as long as there's money in the bucket, it works great. But, you know, with what's going on right now, let's say you have someone who had COVID and spent six weeks in the hospital. If that person drains the bucket of money and now there's nothing left over for the person who got diagnosed with cancer two weeks later, they won't have any money for your claims. And they specifically say in their paperwork, we do not guarantee that we will have money to be able to pay your claims.
1: And even think about it, too. I I hate to even go down this road with the COVID. uh, You know, if it is a lot of it is faith based, religious surrounding, right? And there's a. It passes like a, the virus passes from people to people. You could have a multiple people dealing with this Within COVID, and it could bankrupt it pretty quick. Very, very wow. much. So. Wow. So yeah, there's yeah. there's
2: definitely a calculated risk there. The other thing that's quirky about them is they make you sign a statement of faith, and mm-hmm. you know not not that it's good or bad or just indifferent. Oftentimes, this statement of faith says, "Yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I go to church on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. No, I don't drink. No, I don't smoke. Marriage should only be gotcha. between a man and a woman. Gotcha. And if you're not willing to sign off on their statement of faith," They won't even let you in the group. Okay, so
1: and, and that's that's up to them. That's fine, yeah. right? That's they're setting the ground rules, and it's your choice whether or not whether or not you want to do that. Now, a lot of times, I'll um, sometimes I get people. How do you know if it's defined as a, uh, a shared plan, or or is there some form of is it called a shared plan?
2: Yeah, typically in the in the company name, it will say share as okay. part of the
1: organization. Okay, so that's usually the trigger word to say watch out, with what you're getting into, and that's again that's assumption of risk, and I would obviously would not be tread lightly with that
2: and don't get me wrong again i'm not speaking bad about them because we do work with them and i have helped people enroll people and i've helped people enroll in those plans and and when it's the absolute right fit and you can agree to that statement of faith and you're comfortable with that risk level you know the trade-off is unlike the short-term plans you don't have to renew them every single year so some people say, oh, I'm willing to deal with this if it doesn't mean that I have to renew it every single year. And that's perfectly fine if that's what's right for you, but you certainly want to be aware of the potential pitfalls. And, right. and that's one of the biggest things that we do is is we educate, because let's, let's be honest, there's no perfect plan out there. You know, right. Very rarely do you get someone who says, oh, boy, I love my health insurance. I love the cost. Right. <laughs> I love the coverage. It's fantastic. <laughs> and so we spend a majority of our time explaining to people not only the positives but the negatives of, the ACA plans, of the short-term plans, of the share plans, so that there's never a risk factor and people will never feel a surprise of, I didn't know what it would or wouldn't cover.
1: Right. And, and at the end of the day, that's they're doing the same thing the major insurance companies are doing. It's just a smaller pool. Right. Right. And they're just collecting the premiums and managing it themselves and paying it out accordingly. So again, as you said, there's n- nothing wrong with it in principle. Just know what you're getting into. Exactly. The, the devil's in the details, as we always say. So... No offense to the faith side of things, but um, right, I gotta be careful there. Um, okay, good. Well, we're coming up on a break here, and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.
0: You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes.
1: Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy. This is your host, Stephen Lucan, and joining me this evening is uh health specialist or insurance specialist, Mike Kateri. We're talking health insurance. That's why I went to the health side. But Mike, thank you for joining us today. And again, if you want to share uh, with the listeners, your website and contact info.
2: Yeah. Best way to reach me on the web is just uh, healthmarketscolumbus.com. Or you can reach me on phone uh,
1: 614-749-9898. And again, the biggest thing we talked about earlier is your compensation is not an addition. There's no change in the cost to the consumer, whether they buy it online, the products, or they work with you as the specialist. There's no difference in cost to the consumer.
2: No fee at all. So you're getting my dozens and dozens of hours of certifications and trainings every single year at no additional cost to you.
1: Much better than me uh, plugging in my information (laughs) and making a mistake, that's for sure. So I appreciate the the assistance there. Um, Any recent changes... Um, around insurance um, in the industry itself? So there's a huge one that's going to impact our seniors. Uh, Anyone who's on Medicare, uh,
2: back in May, President Trump signed an executive order, which is for the insulin savings program. And so for those of you out there who are on Medicare, and you might be familiar with the Medicare donut hole, uh, which is kind of the four-letter word when it comes to prescriptions. Uh, basically, when you're in the donut hole, you, you can pay you know 25 to 37 percent of the cost of a medication, and you know oftentimes these insulin products are you know three four hundred dollars a month. So you know many times people are left paying 100 150 dollars a month for their prescription drugs while they're in this donut hole. And so back in May, President Trump signed an executive order to where the insulin cost would be limited to $35 a month regardless of where you are on your prescription drug coverage
1: so, so it's a flat prescription cost for correct. the consumer or for the insulin user correct. consumer wow yep. that's fantastic
2: and yeah we, we for those of us in the industry we're terribly excited to to get this out there because you know it's the biggest pitfall that people face in regards to their medicare plan but what we're finding out and, and what uh, is being rolled out is not every carrier has to participate in it. Ouch. And so it will be very, very important for anyone out there who is on Medicare, make sure that your plan is participating in the Medicare Insulin pr- Program or the Medicare saving, uh, the Insulin Savings Program. Right. Because there's nine different carriers in the greater Columbus area that do these Medicare plans And only two of them are participating with this program. So if you're on insulin, this will be a very, very big topic for you. Make sure your plan covers
1: it. Okay, excellent uh, piece of uh, information there. That's good stuff. Um, I know something you mentioned to me uh, months ago about telemarketers uh, contacting people for plans. Is that that's a real thing, huh?
2: Oh yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was in the office today and I got a phone call and it seemed like a six one four number, so I picked it up okay. and of course it was a voice recording, a, a robot call asking me if I wanted to buy health insurance. Oh really? Wasn't
1: I... your car running out of a warranty? <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> so I, I found it funny that even us in the right industry wind up getting these calls so you know i, I answered the call and decided to play along Ooh, with nice, the person good. and have a little bit of fun and he was telling me about this program that had no deductible and had 100 percent coverage and it was going to cost you know 99 dollars a month and you know sounded fantastic And right. you know for, even for someone in the industry they they do a good job of pitching it and right. making it sound like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread uh but the minute I started asking him for details, hey, can you send me what it covers? I want to see the exclusions. I want to see the limitations, all that sort of thing. Oh, boy. Oh, no, no, no. We, 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 you have to sign up first. You have to pay before you can get the policy details. Like, oh, yeah, that that, that seems perfectly right. legitimate. Right. Um, and But the, the the times that we've had people who have enrolled in those plans, those are typically what are called mini-meds to okay. where it'll cover with no deductible but it only covers $50 of a doctor office visit. It only covers $100 of a test. It only covers $5,000 of a hospitalization. And let's be honest, you you go through cancer treatment and it's hundreds of thousands of dollars and it's covering five grand and you're left holding the difference. Those plans, what's the old adage? If it sounds too good to be true? Probably is. Probably is. And, And these plans, quite honestly are typically not even worth the paper that they're written. On. Okay. So you, you have to be super careful when it comes to those things.
1: What, what are your thoughts on the, the other kinds of insurance that you can even get through the workplace? Uh, the traditional one with the duck, you know, Aflac. <laughs> uh, always love the commercials. But, you know, what, what about those kind of insurances? Worth it? Maybe possibly
2: in, in, in many situations they're worth it. Okay. Uh, you know you and
1: I are hockey players right uh,
2: you know many of these carriers have injury plans yeah. and, and let's be honest if we're out there on the ice there's gonna be some injuries you right uh, You can probably tell by the scar on my face <laughs> I, I've taken a skate to the face. <laughs> having an aflac plan is is nice yeah um, So depending upon your lifestyle, it, it, it absolutely can make sense. Okay. you know as an example, some of these injury plans are twenty to thirty dollars a month. And they'll pay you ten grand if you need to use it in certain situations. So, you know, at $30 a month, you'd have to have the plan for almost 30 years before you pay more into the plan than it pays you. And right. so for a couple hockey players, if in the next 30 years we use that plan, we're getting our money out of it. Okay. So, you know, if you, if you think about it and you crunch your numbers in many situations, it does make sense. Um, you know, certainly you, what you need to be aware of are, are the people where that's all they do. You know, there are certain companies out there like the duck where they offer just that program. Right. And so what are they going to try to do? They're going to try to sell you as much of it as possible and
1: something more profitable for them. Correct.
2: Um, And so when you have people who work with only one company, their job is to sell you as much of that as they can. Yeah. As to where when you work with an independent broker, I don't care how much of something you get. I just want to be your agent. Because mm-hmm. next year your situation might be different and you might need a different insurance plan. Just
1: like the Medicare example. Yep. Right? The insulin. Yeah. yeah. So
2: when your needs change and your circumstances change, we're gonna get you on the right plan.
1: And you're you're up to speed with what's going on in the industry as oh. a good advisor, right? So you're you're in tune with what's going on and hey, pay attention to what the, that's the benefit. Yeah.
2: Every single September and, and October we spend countless hours recertifying, researching, finding out what's happening so we know what the new plans are gonna offer and make sure that our customers are in the best situation.
1: What about uh, cancer insurance?
2: Cancer insurance, again, it it, it can make sense.
1: If you have Um, a history in the family, and does that affect the premiums, costs? Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm always a little, um, personally, I just think I'm a little skeptical um, because it sells on fear. But if there's a family history behind it, it may make sense. Well,
2: I mean, let's be honest. One out of three people are going to get cancer at some point in their life. Um, You know, I have a cancer plan on myself, even though men in my family don't get cancer until their 60s or 70s. Right. Because I have a plan that will pay me $30,000 if I get cancer, and it costs me about $9 a month. So, again, I'd have to pay into that for an awful long time before I pay more into it than it pays me back. Gotcha. And, and I think that's the biggest thing I'd suggest people do is just crunch the numbers. You know, if the math works, if I can get a dollar back and it only costs me 10, 15 cents to put into it, it's a good
1: deal and that's a peace of mind aspect yeah. right and that's that's the way i look at it too so it does it can make sense and like you said write it all down if you can if you go with the short term insurance and again if you if you, we play hockey or i'm a mountain biker or if i'm doing those sports where if something goes wrong and i could get pretty banged up pretty quickly it might be worth buying exactly. just for that peace of mind aspect yep interesting uh, what about people? We talked a little bit about subsidies and and dependence. What about insurance for kids? Like you know, we say, oh, well, they're under the plan until age twenty six. Up twenty six now. Yeah, it, you think going self-insuring themselves in their younger years worth it?
2: It can be. Right. So so let's say for example, you have uh, you know mom and dad with a college age child. Um, yeah, that child can stay on mom and dad's plan. But if that child's working, I shouldn't even say child because they're they're a college student at that point. But if that College student is working and making sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars a year they could go out and get their own ACA plan with their own subsidies and possibly get that plan for free. Right. As to where when their income is now factored in with mom and dad on the household income, it may push them over the threshold and no one gets subsidies. So that's where we look at it from every conceivable angle to make sure that, you know, each particular person is in the best possible plan.
1: And that's something, again, when we're reviewing a financial plan, we look at every specific situation to that and nine times out of time, like meet with an insurance specialist, you know, and it's important to just get the options that are available to it's time. That's usually the biggest obstacle, but it's worth it sometimes. For sure. So well boy, we're out of time. It goes quick. <laughs> if we didn't even hit Medicare, disability <laughs> insurance, life insurance. Uh we'll certainly hope to have you back sometime soon and we can continue the conversation. Thank you to all listeners. Uh please tune in next week. You've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.